Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by podcast contributor Lindsay, and we are reviewing the holiday romance Tis the Season for Revenge by Morgan Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks, Leah. So happy to be here. Okay, do you want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads? <laughs> Abby Keller thought that Richard Bartholomew Benson III would be her forever. In their four years of dating, she never doubted that she wouldn't end up with his grandmother's engagement ring on her finger. Sure, she had to change a few things about herself to fit that mold, like dyeing her hair, dressing more conservatively, and finding golf enjoyable, honestly the most difficult of the changes, but she was sure at the end of it all it would be worth it. That is, until he leaves her crying outside her apartment wearing a Halloween costume, having broken it off with her because she's just not serious enough. She was just fun, he tells her, and now that Richard has become has becoming a partner at his law firm in his sights, he needs to focus on work. So she does what every girl does when she's broken up with. She calls her friends, gets drunk, dyes her hair, and formulates her plan for revenge. It just so happens that the universe universe supports her efforts and gives her the perfect match to prove to her ex that he made a huge mistake. His boss. Abby starts dating the founding partner of Richard's law firm, Damian Martinez, with one thing in mind, convincing him to invite her to the huge annual Christmas party as his date. But when the relationship starts to become something more than casual dating, and Abby sees that the tough New York lawyer has a soft side, will she be able to follow through with her plan of deceit? Tis the Season for Revenge is a contemporary grumpy sunshine age gap Christmas romance. It's a full-length romance with a happily ever after that features sexually explicit material and profanity intended for audiences 18 and plus. Okay, that was a lengthy blurb. I did not realize the blurb was so long. It was long. But anyway, so this book, it is a good blurb though. (laughs) The book is released, it released October 25th, 2022. So it is pretty new. The tropes are holiday romance, age gap, grumpy sunshine, which I would, I would argue that. I don't feel like that's a, I didn't feel like it was a grumpy sunshine. I feel like there's grumpy sunshine elements to it, but I don't feel like it's a true grumpy sunshine in a rom-com. It is a standalone book. It is not part of a series as of yet. It might be in the future, which I really would like to get those two best friends books, but we'll talk about them in a minute. It is dual first person point of view and the put out percentage is 29%. Okay. So what did you love about these main characters? no this book had me at revenge i love that revenge brings them together um like no joke becky and i were trying to decide like some quick shots i was like oh let me see if i can have Lindsay read this book and i sent you the like a text and i was like can you read this book by this date and you're like yes yes i can do that like you jumped i read this book so fast like it sucked me in Uh i read it in less than three hours um <laughs> that's really fast but you know I like really read it fast read it fast I felt like you Leah you did <laughs> like, this must be your life mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was I... really it like it's just the plot moves quickly the characters are really fun Abby she broke my heart like it mm-hmm. is very much a rom-com but it's also very much a scorned woman and I would 
I would just say like there should probably be a con uh, like I don't know if there is a content warning, but there were some parts in it that literally made my skin crawl because she is learning that her relationship wasn't just bad, but it was probably emotionally abusive. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, the it was worst. awful. It was just so mm-hmm. awful. And she's such like a she is absolutely sunshine. Like she's she, such a happy positive. She definitely is. She's like somebody you'd want to be your best friend. <laughs> I loved her journey in this book. I think it truly looks at how you can completely and utterly lose yourself in a relationship, especially if that other, the person that you're in the relationship with, like kind of forces the issue or encourages you to change. And I love the fact that like, after she, like, as she starts to see really clearly, like, how detrimental he was to her mental state and her personal well-being like how she sees like I (laughs) excuse me I really lost myself and it's like her journey back to finding who she is and I love the fact that Damien anytime she talks about something that Dick very appropriately named there Dick talks like talked down to her about Damien like boosted her up Oh, I love the scene. I don't want to spoil anything major, but there's a scene where she's wearing a very conservative dress and he's like, why are you wearing that? That's Well, he makes her go change. Is that the one he makes her go change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, why don't we make something that makes you happy? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we don't have to tell, talk about what, like where she's wearing the dress because the whole premise of the story is... So they like her and this Dick character have been together for years, but she is never invited to any of his work parties. And there's this Christmas party at Rockefeller center that like is the be all end all. And she's like, if I get to go to this Christmas party, like that's when I know like our relationship is solid. And so like her goal in the revenge plot is to get invited to the Christmas party. I love it. There's one that's like the pinnacle of the revenge plan. The revenge plan has many phases and I won't spoil it, but it's a delight. There's some petty Betty. There's a little bit of petty Betty, but it's none of it is hurtful. And it, in some of the stuff that happens, it truly shows Abby, like how much she did for this jackhole where he just expected her to do it. And so she she petty betties a lot of it and he deserves it yes well it's also his fault because he put his life in her hands uh-huh. and then he like the so the the first scene in the book is the breakup scene and he's picking her up to go to a work party the first she's excited it's the first time in four years she'll ever have been to a work function well and it's a halloween party so she trusses yeah. up yeah it's so funny because like the fact that it's her boss, it, you know, the fact that it's his boss, you get like this dual perspective where you get like kind of insight into what's going on with the Richards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it, you get to see like <laughs> the well, impression of him and like all the crap that he's doing to Abby, you get to see like he's not right. Like he's wrong. And like it, like the fact that he shows up to this Halloween party not in a costume, like he gets. Sh- Damien does not like him. (laughs) Damien doesn't like him. Okay, well, let's talk. Is there anything about these main characters, not the supporting characters, because that's a different topic, but is there anything that you 
didn't like about these main characters? Because honestly, like me, there really wasn't anything that I disliked about them. I enjoyed both of their growth and I enjoyed both of their storylines. And I fact, like the fact that they truly like were looking at the best of each other because Abby has this preconceived notion about the type of person Damien is based on what Richard Dushnozzle like told her. And so she comes around to see like, he is not the type of person that Richard claims him to be. And he really just encourages her to be her sunshiny self. Yeah. But it also like, I really liked that. It's very much like a coming into yourself story for her. She wanted something. She went after it with her whole heart. Mm -hmm. You can tell that about her. And then it didn't work out. And as it's not working out, she realizes like, the circumstances that she's been in like she didn't have to feel that way like mm -hmm. it's really heartbreaking because like she was so focused on the end goal like getting married and you know having that one person like she knew very much what she was looking for in a relationship and she was showing up and being that in her relationship with Richard and it just kind of broke my heart for her and then to see her like slowly rediscover herself and then find something where like she can be her best self um she can be proud of who she is, like encouraged and supported and loved mm -hmm. and then like actually get that with a decent human being. And like the way Damien supports her and encourages mm -hmm. her and like they build a friendship, even though like they're very clear from the onset that it's just like casual thing. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we all know how that works out. Yeah. Cause that's something too, is she, like she realizes as the book progresses and little things happen, not even big things, just little things like along the way, she's like, I wasted so much time. Like she wasted all this time with this guy who didn't appreciate who she was as a person and didn't appreciate the things that she really could bring to the, the plate. Oh, but I love that too. Like how Damien's in a situation where he's doing pro bono work and that pro bono that. really, really love brings it. her insight. It shows so much like how empowering a character like Abby really is. Mm -hmm. And also just love those scenes. Like uh, well, and that's the thing, like, and it also shows like he he appreciates and understands that what she does is not fluff. Like her life is not fluff. And that is one of the things that I really love about it because <laughs> She's been with this guy for years who basically tells her the career choice that she made is stupid and not worthwhile and her, she should not be proud of anything that she does. And Damien is like, you should be proud of this moment. You should really like embrace this moment and embrace the fact that you were able and capable and willing to do what you just did for this woman who needed it in that moment. So what are the feels of this book? Because it it's essentially a rom-com, but there's some there's some really poignant moments in it. It wasn't too heavy. My heart, I, I will say, like my heart absolutely broke for Abby. Mm -hmm. And like my skin crawled with some of the stuff mm -hmm. that Dick did. Yeah. I just I oh scum of the earth. It's <laughs> 
and that's the thing, like it wasn't heavy, but at the same time, it hit you right where it hurts. Like it was that perfect blend of rom-com and emotion, but it wasn't like Abby's not this damaged character who is incapable of moving forward. She is this person who realizes like, I'm, I'm more than this. And I feel like that's the big thing. Like it, it has the light moments, like the glitter bomb, which I just love. You don't get to experience the glitter bomb. You just get the after effects of the glitter bomb <laughs> and it's wonderful. But I think that's the big thing. Like there's some really funny light moments that are perfectly blended in with this really emotional journey that she's on. Yeah, I think too, like it's really important to have all of those moments with her history Mm -hmm. with, you know, Dick (laughs) in the book. It's just so appropriately named. It really is. His name is ridiculous. This is behavior. (laughs) Very pretentious. So pretentious. And he's so entitled and he just, he doesn't appreciate anything. He doesn't appreciate the opportunities he's been given. He doesn't appreciate like the, the privileged situation he's in. He definitely had not a lick of appreciation for Abby. Like you learn so much, like it's so you learn so much throughout the book about just how awful he was to her. Mm-hmm. And as she's learning it, like Damien's learning it too, because she's opening it up to him, trusting him. And it's like, whereas like he was the foundation of their relationship because the intent was revenge. Mm-hmm. He winds up becoming the foundation of their relationship because of how awful he was to her. And Damien is like, so committed to making her see how amazing she is because like, Damien is clear from day one like you are a dream girl to me like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're everything that I've you know he he looks for and he yeah. tells her that pretty quickly and well, um, and that's the thing too like it it happens pretty quickly like he recognizes like they they really connect on a much deeper level than he ever expected so like I mean he granted he does not know about this revenge plan like he is blind like and she talks about how she needs to tell him but she has some fears with that which makes sense like it works I understand it but I mean he recognizes pretty early on that like this was never casual yeah he's using terms of endearment that oh oh and that like that whole that whole part I'm not going to talk about like specifically what it is but I just thought that was like the sweetest like he's kind he's such a swoony guy but then but then they get into the bedroom and he has a dirty dirty mouth like he was that perfect blend of swoon and dirty talk he was because like from 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 the moment like they start like it is dirty and he just but it was delightful it was I also like like they both knew what they were looking for. He knew what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. I think he was really looking for something more serious, but he just didn't think he was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I some agree. Of relationship conversations later on, like you learn that like, like even he kind of thought that there was going to be an end date Mm-hmm. to their situation because their their goals and values weren't going to align and then like as he's realizing 
that there these barriers that he thought would be barriers aren't a barrier he's like well this is very serious like (laughs) well and I think it's partly because like he is a partner in the law firm so and he has some status like and I think it's always been kind of this thing where he he does go for this certain type of woman and they just weren't as substanced as they could have been in the past and so he just assumes that like that's what he's going to get again and he's not going into it in such a way that like he's not expecting it to happen but like he realizes like my past like in the past like this is where like where it's went and so he's he doesn't have a lot of high expectations going into it but not in a bad way because that makes him sound bad but it's not I mean, he's been bored. He says that he's been bored and he's kind of had this routine and he's just kind of been out of it and he's just looking. Mm -hmm. Well, and work was always first and foremost for him. And I think it was one of those things where he never found his equal. Like he never found somebody who challenged him and made him think and challenged him in a way that like emotionally challenged him rather like not even not in the sense where he needed like a life challenge, but nobody challenged him emotionally to like fight for what he wanted. But let's talk about the friends. So Abby has two best friends. She has Cammy and Kat, who I really enjoyed them until the end of the book. And I really didn't like Cammy at all. Cause I, I get, I get she was hurt, but she almost wants to take Abby's happiness away from her. And I really wanted to like boot punch her. Yeah, like she's so focused on the betrayal. Yeah, on her past betrayal. Um, yeah. And like getting even that she's not able to look at like, like I'm so glad Abby was like, wait a second, like this is going to destroy my happiness. Like mm-hmm. I really love Abby's insight into the situation, her ability to like step back and actually do something. Yeah. Um, well, or and like, I... Try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah cammy was just like so committed to it like she's so deeply entrenched in this like all men are evil mm-hmm. thing and at the end of the book they're really kind of like cammy like this has been going on for 10 years like you can't keep behaving this way and you find out like what she's been through a little bit like there's a situation yeah. and your heart hurts for her but at the same time you're like this is supposed to be your best friend you're supposed to want the best for her and like <laughs> everybody around them can see like these two, like Damien and Abby were meant to be together. Like they are two halves of the whole. Um, and I just, I just was so frustrated with her, but I did like that cat was like, took Abby's side was like, you need to stop. Yeah. Cat was the voice of reason here. Cat was really a phenomenal friend I really hope we get the books for both of them. I do too. Like Cammy, like that whatever she goes through like to finally get her happily ever after you just know it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be tear rough. You apart no <laughs> I I'm hoping so too and then I do I just lost my train of thought but I do like the fact that Richard gets what's coming to him that's all I will say like that's all you need to know he gets what's coming to him I hate him so much I do too but I love Damien and I love the relationship in the there's no third act breakup 
like when everything comes to a head. And I really enjoyed the way that whole situation played out. It was so mature. And so there was like communication and like, there was a moment you're like, oh fuck, like what's going to happen. But, but there wasn't, there wasn't anything bad. It was just, it was a moment. Yeah. I mean, like people are feeling their feelings and Mm -hmm. then they are talking about them and, it and was they're having so a conversation. Yes. And I loved it because these characters, I think Abby's 32 or no, she's 28 and Damien is 42. And like the way that they so process mature. that. Yeah. They, they processed it in such a way that it was like so realistic and mm-hmm. like they talked, really- they had conversation like, yes, like he was a little blindsided by what happened, but when they talk it out, like, it makes sense and it works. And I really like that. I do too. I also just really love like the the plot of revenge. Like when it started, I was like, why is she seeking revenge on this guy? Like that was a pretty nasty breakup. Then you learn all this other stuff he did. And it's like, uh-huh. get him. Oh, get and he deserved him. way more than she did to him. Okay. Yeah. So here's, but here's the ultimate question for this book. Does this holiday book pass the diehard Christmas test? I don't know. I think I need to go watch Die Hard again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think it does because the whole premise of the book is based off of this holiday Christmas party, like the end of year Christmas party. So I think if it had given it any other party, it wouldn't have had as much as an impact with the story. I agree. But it also like with the way the timeline flows, it makes sense because it's from, from, how like from Halloween to Christmas Eve like the timeline is tight but it makes sense and it's not rushed it doesn't feel rushed like it's it's a quick turnaround but it doesn't feel it yeah and you hit like major relationship milestones there like there because of the Thanksgiving scenario mm-hmm. and then like the, you know there's that discussion pretty early on about like you know there's there's situationally there are the timing helps advance their relationship yeah, and I think if it had if you had taken out that holiday aspect to it and just threw like a random day in there, it wouldn't have worked as well. No. And the other big factor is like that this is where they announce the big promotions. Like that party mm-hmm. is where they announce the big promotions, and that is like a huge factor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because he's been like very clear for a long time that that is his number one priority in life, and he's been treating her like garbage. Yeah. Uh, he meaning dick not yeah Damien. not Damien Damien <laughs> treats her like gold in all moments like gold like she is she is like the best thing ever so what other titles might be similar to this book or an author with a similar style of writing I don't know I haven't read other books it's very much a rom-com um I feel like if you're a fan of Kaylee Loring she has that similar style where it's rom-com but it's not so over the top it's like out of control and ridiculous it's like rom-com light so it's it is not over the top at all so if you know a rom-com author who like writes a lighter rom-com this is perfect for you okay do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance if you do send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com or you can just slide into our dms buzzing about romance because Becky and I like it when people slide into our DMs. Thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining me on this quick shot of romance. It was so fun, Leah. I know. <laughs> I love talking books with you. 
This was such a good book to talk about. But thank you. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.